I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, uh, we are very pleased uh, to be joined. Now, with all the chaos going on in Washington, of course, a little chaos of our own here in the state of Utah. Uh, Interesting, we've been looking at uh, both what the left and the right uh, need to be looking out for, be aware of, cautious of, what they should be communicating, rolling into the 2022 midterm election season. And uh, we're very pleased to be uh, joined by uh, Luis Alvarado uh, to talk about the Republican side of the aisle in terms of uh, their advantages rolling into the midterms, what they should be watching out for. And, uh, Luis, we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks. Thanks. It's always a pleasure being with you. As a matter of fact, I just talked to my friend uh, Lars Nielsen, uh, who's from Utah, and uh, we had a great chat about that uh, over the weekend. All right. Very good. Well, let's start to to break it down a little bit from your perspective and uh, all of your experience as a political strategist uh how do you see the republicans positioned rolling into 2022 and what do you think the key strategies are going to be well it's important to recognize when you use the word republicans who specifically we're talking about because there's certain camps out there right there's uh there's the uh uh donald trump camp that you know is is having a campaign that he's managing for mar-a-lago with a vision of 2024 and how he's going to use all those millions of dollars he's collected. Uh, And then there is Mitch McConnell, Mm. who's in the Senate and only cares about how he's going to maintain control of the Senate. Right. And then there's Kevin McCarthy, right? So you have different camps, and everyone has a different vision of how the Republican Party or the brand of being Republican is going to be successful uh, in these next few days with regards to what kind of weaponization they're going to get out of uh, these infrastructure bills and reconciliation bills that are going to be put forth in front of the uh, elected officials. Yeah, that, that's such a fascinating thing, and I appreciate the fact that you've brought up just these three elements. There's probably a few more factions out there, I think, within the, uh, quote, Republican ranks. Uh, and so my, my question to you, Luis, is, is is it possible for the Republicans, uh, given that there is a former President Donald Trump wing of the party, that there is a kind of a Mitch McConnell uh, very Senate-centric uh, power structure. Of course, Kevin McCarthy's on on the other side there in the House, and there's a lot of folks uh, in between. Uh, we know a lot of the polling that suggests that the American people uh, prefer uh, very much Trump-like policies, uh, but of a different uh, personality and brand. Is it is it possible for the Republican brand uh, to unite in a way that could lead to some victories for them uh, in 2022? I do, and I think that's what Mitch McConnell's focused on. Mitch McConnell's focused on maintaining uh, or taking over control of the Senate. And, you know, President Trump attempted, and it became a joke, you know, it was going to be infrastructure week. Every other month we had an infrastructure week. It never materialized. And Mitch McConnell now, even though President Biden was going to get a win if infrastructure bill is actually passed, so does Mitch McConnell. And bringing relief because the, what what the expenditures are actually needed in the red states more than the blue states. Mm. Uh, so Mitch McConnell would have a win, but he's focused on the prime uh, on the midterms. 
and so will McCarthy if Mitch McConnell allows him. Yeah. And the problem lies, the, the danger lies more for the Democrats. The big infighting is happening between the progressives and the uh, moderate-slash-conservative Democrats who are all in for infrastructure. Infrastructure is like a done deal. But Nancy Pelosi also has the power to hold it hostage. Right. And if Nancy Pelosi actually holds it hostage because she says she's not going to put it on the floor unless there's some reconciliation bill that's also moving parallel at the same time, uh, she's, she's, she's going to kill infrastructure, and that may hurt Democrats. Uh, so I figure that there's a lot of uh, kabuki theater going on with regards to Nancy Pelosi saying that she's going to be that tough and she's going to fight for reconciliation and some of the goodies that can be, uh, you know, the Democrats are being smart, calling it infrastructure for the soul of America. But it's really not infrastructure. It's more social programs. Yeah. And if, 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 if Nancy Pelosi can pass infrastructure and then curtail her uh, insurrectionist, I'll use that word loosely, <laughs> from the left, then Nancy Pelosi would also have a weapon to try to maintain control of Congress. Yeah. And I think that's what's at play right now. I mean, obviously, the nation needs to have infrastructure passed. Uh, I don't know if the nation needs to have all these social programs passed, but certainly Democrats are going to be energized or de-energized, mm. depending on how the Democrats also play their cards. Yeah. So the next few weeks are going to be the basis of what both parties are going to utilize for the future campaigns with regards to who came on top of who. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. Great insight, as always, uh, from political strategist uh, Luis uh, Alvarado coming out of California for us. And uh, always appreciate your perspective. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure. Have a great day. And as we look at uh, all of this, uh, I think this is one of those where most campaigns are not won because of your strengths. They're usually won because of your opponent's inability to manage their weaknesses. And I think for both Republicans and Democrats, the weaknesses are going to be the test. And we're going to continue to follow that here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Stepping aside for bottom of the hour news, when we come back, uh, we'll look at that infrastructure bill and why we might want to go back to an idea that Representative Mia Love presented one subject at a time. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.